And if your goal is to create more freedom, more success through mastering yourself and through doing so, living a good life that is important to you, stoicism is, in my opinion, your starting point. And it also the reference to the clients that I've imparted this on and who have had that real world success and the personal success too. So today I'm going to share with you the four most powerful reframes, the four most powerful tools from Stoicism that are going to help you level up. The highest performers in the world have developed the mindset they need to perform as close to their potential as humanly possible. This podcast, The Art of Success podcast, is my attempt at sharing and exploring the methodologies you can extract from them and apply them to your life. Hopefully that will mean you can close the gap between you and your own potential and create the kind of life that you are aiming at. Today I am going to teach you the four lessons from Stoicism that I impart to my highest performing clients to take them to their next level of lifestyle design and success in general. The first thing you need to know is there are four main contributors to your mindset, your physiology, so the physical side of things, your psychology, essentially your big five personality score, and your beliefs are a third one. I view them as slightly different, and then your own personal philosophy. And it's that final one that we're going to focus on today. The objective in developing your personal philosophy is to live consciously and intentionally according to a set of values. Because without that, without these values, you'll be constantly pushed around by the winds of fortune. One of my clients calls this a wandering generality. When you live by philosophy, you can banish so much of the second guessing that currently weighs down. And you can also streamline your decision making and accelerate your progress towards success, whether that is like real world success or whether that is your own personal growth and the inner peace that accompanies that. Now, I've been researching and applying and coaching philosophy in some form, along with the other aspects of mindset, for close to a decade now. And Stoicism is by far the most effective school of thought for success in today's world. And it comes ready-made with frameworks that take away so much of the guesswork of like developing your own personal philosophy and reading and trial and error. So we're going to streamline that for you today. And if your goal is to create more freedom, more success through mastering yourself and through doing so, living a good life that is important to you, Stoicism is, in my opinion, your starting point and and also the reference to the clients that I've imparted this on and who have had that real world success and the personal success too. So today I'm going to share with you the four most powerful reframes, the four most powerful tools from Stoicism that are going to help you level up. They also happen to be the four tools that I give to my clients over and over and over again that have the greatest impact. They are the high leverage toolkits. So today I'm going to share how to maintain positivity and belief, whatever the challenge you face, make huge progress on your biggest struggle, find more calm and centeredness in everyday life and develop insane discipline and focus. As I'm recording this, I'm currently looking out at a temporary window of non-rain that has like, it's been raining for like six days now, I think in the UK, because it's 
it's August and it's summertime and that's what happens in the UK. And I think we've got another nine days of consecutive rain forecast. And if I'm not careful, quickly turn very bitter and judgmental about this weather. I just like judges and negative of them. I tell myself things like, and I tell other people, particularly my wife, the weather is shit. It's so crap here. This is such a bad winter, uh, bad summer. Um, and when I do so, my mood turns negative and I end up complaining about not just that, but other things. And that bleeds into my attitude in all areas of life, which has this downstream effect. It also paints me as a victim of circumstances, not a designer of my own life. This judgment of events is something Stoicism teaches us to avoid. There's this beautiful Marcus Aurelius quote, if you're pained by any external thing, it is not this thing that disturbs you, but your own judgment about it. Stoics refer to this as the discipline of perception. Too often, we create our own suffering through un disciplined perception. Just as we judge the weather as bad, we gauge the meeting as a waste of time, the argument as inherently negative, and the marketing campaign as a total failure. In reality, these are external events. And with hindsight, they can be the best thing that have ever happened to you. And at the very least, they are, to use another um, stoic phrase, an indifferent. Maybe they're a preferred indifferent, maybe they're an unpreferred indifferent, but they're still indifferent to who you are and the quality of your consciousness. Here's a, I'm going to say a pretty deep and intense example to drive the point home. Years back, the death of a very close family member, it just wiped me out. It brought me to my knees. I didn't expect it. No one expected it. And it's fair to say that the person who passed away was far younger than, well, she's, very young when she passed away and that was um hugely traumatic to me at that time and i spent years resenting fate for the blow that this dealt my family and myself but now i see it as the moment when i truly understood deeply emotionally understood that our time on the planet is a fleeting glimpse and that we have to commit as much time or we have to commit as much of our attention and our focus to living that world as we humanly can. Was that death a good thing or a bad thing? It's not clear cut, is it? It depends how you define it. You can make an argument for both cases. And obviously you'd prefer it not to happen. Like going back to that preferred indifferences, you can make an argument for both, like I said, and like as such, it's not really clear cut. But what I do know is that only one framing of this event actually serves me and allows me to live a better life, which is the reservation of judgment. So here's the first question for today. What are you judging is inherently good or bad? Just a quick one team, if you're not already subscribed to my email list, you're missing out on, even if I do set myself, some of my best work. I create a bunch of custom email content and it's the first place to keep up to date with any new opportunities to either join my coaching or just find out about free coaching that I'm offering as well and find out when I have availability. If you're ready to subscribe, head to my Instagram and drop your email in my inbox and I'll add you straight to the list.
when I work with clients, they almost always come to me with a big problem they're trying to solve. They view their chaotic lifestyle and a lack of time as the thing preventing them from succeeding. Or they say their personality is something they can't overcome and they're never going to be disciplined enough and they can't see a way to become disciplined enough. They're viewing the obstacle as both immovable and unconquerable. Stoicism, however, teaches us to think about our obstacles merely as opportunities in disguise. Obstacles are just the next level of the video game, the boss we need to conquer, the puzzle we need to solve, not permanent restriction, not a problem, not a frustration, a challenge. Obstacles are the test you require to level up. Obstacles are the indicator of what you need to pay attention to. Your greatest obstacles are exactly what you need at exactly the right moment. So here's question number two. What you currently viewing as an obstacle that could actually be an opportunity in disguise. I'm working with this wonderful client right now who's having, I'll put it kind of gently, a, a tough battle with a back injury. It seems like every time she makes progress in her business or in her training or her relationships, her back injury strikes. And naturally, this is going to get you down if this happens to you over and over and over again. But according to the Stoics, she was making a fundamental flaw. Let me explain what that is. Together, we drew up a list of controllable and uncontrollable factors in her life. The amount of pain she felt was an uncontrollable factor. So was the, sniff, the stiffness when she woke up and the immobility. And we listed out about 50 other uncontrollable outcomes in her life, from her business and the way that worked, to the relationship she was developing, to the outcomes of kind of outreach she was putting together. There's myriad uncontrollable factors. When she flipped her attention to the controllable factors, though, she was absolutely stunned at how few there actually were. And the Stoics would agree with this. You can control your actions and your attitudes. Even your thoughts are mostly out of your control. You don't create the vast majority of them. Same goes for your emotions. Same goes for every single outcome. Success, both in terms of real-world achievement and inner peace, is about identifying the process and committing to it absolutely. Obsess over the process. Forget the outcome. And here's a challenge for you, kind of action point number three here. Identify one major difference you would like to make in your life and isolate the highest leverage input that determines that success. Then ask yourself, how do you succeed in the execution of that task? How do you fall in love with the process? How do you master that process? And that, that is where you place your emphasis and that is where you place your focus. Part of building your personal philosophy is identifying your values. Values are stable ground in terms or in times of chaos. They help you identify right from wrong and ultimately form a scaffolding of a life you love. Without values, you're lost in the wind. You have no way of channeling your focus and no target to hit the micro moments that actually create success. You probably actually already have values, but because you haven't made them conscious, you'll often fall short of them. This means you'll make slow progress and feel conflicted about the choices you need to make.
one of my values is truth. Subsequently, or subconsciously even, I always believed it was important, but never held it as this guiding principle until actually writing my values out physically. Knowing this and reflecting on it frequently, meditating on it, journaling around it, has massively impacted my life the better. Seeking truth above pretty much all else helps me have highly powerful and purposeful coaching calls with my clients. It helps me create content that serves you, the listener or the reader of my blogs or the kind of the consumer of my Instagram posts. Um, it helps you serve, serve you better. And truth helps me settle disagreements quickly and seeking truth helps me minimize my ego. It's the isolation of your values that reduces all your possible options and guides you to making your life inherently valuable to you regardless of the outcome and therefore becomes controllable. So a final question for you. Name two to six values or an instruction rather than the question. In conclusion, Stoicism offers a powerful insight for achieving high performance and personal growth by developing your own personal philosophy and embracing the discipline of perception. You can banish self-doubt and embrace challenges as opportunities. Remember to focus on controllable factors and the process, not just the outcome as you work towards your goals. Building your life on strong values is going to provide you with stability and guide you in your decisions. So embrace stoic wisdom and witness these profound transformations that can lead to inner peace and long-lasting success.